This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! That was Kevin Harlan on the call. Westwood won a game that if you listen to that call, you heard it right here on Sports Radio 610. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Reaction Monday. Good to be with you. So we are in a world where the Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champions. Third time in five years. And the uh, the D word is coming up now, dynasty, for these guys. And Mike Sando, Seth of The Athletic, has a he has his pick six column he does every Monday. And he does a really deep dive, a good one on this, about, okay, where... Where do the Chiefs stack up compared to other dynastic organizations in, in recent football history? And, the, you know, the, the thing to me, his criteria, his requirements, you know, yeah. kind of the velvet rope of this whole thing to get into the club, winning three-plus Super Bowls over a five-season span, posting the NFL's best regular season winning percentage, beginning with the first Super Bowl winning season and ending with the final or most recent one, and then reaching the conference championship round more than half the time, during this dynastic period. And by his measurements, there's really only four dynasties that are in this conversation during the Super Bowl era. Yeah. The New England run from 2001 through 2018. The San Francisco run from 1981 to 1994. The Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s, 74 through 79. And these current day Kansas City Chiefs. And I know there's going to be some Cowboy fans like, what about the Cowboys? They won three, yeah. they, they won three and four years, and they fired Jimmy Johnson. They've never been, you know, they they won, you know, they fired Jimmy Johnson, put Barry Switzer in there, won another one. They've never been back. It wasn't a five year run. That's right. This is the the minimum the minimum span in this one has to be five years. Yep. So um, it's a little bit odd in that you're like, okay, so you can win three Super Bowls over five years, but if you do it in less time than that, then you're not. But still. There you go. Yeah. Well, plus that five-year span. The big part, I, I was impressed with him adding the regular season win percentage over the course of that time. Yeah. Um, because that just shows, like, absolute dominance from, like, uh, during the season, into the Super Bowl, yes. into the playoffs, Consistency, all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the other ones that popped into my head, I'm like, well, the, the Redskins won three over a 12-year period with three different quarterbacks. And Sando points out, but yeah, like their bad years though were were not great. You know, they didn't yeah. they didn't make the con- when they made it to the conference championship game. They normally went on to win the Super Bowl. They just yeah. didn't make the conference championship game all that much. And that's where the the dynasty part comes in. I think yeah, where uh, like it, it 
it takes out some of the randomness of winning a championship. Like, because you can, okay, if you make a stab at it, but then you suck the next year, but then you make a stab at it again, uh, it's not as impressive as if you're, you're good throughout. So the, I guess the impressive thing about New England compared to those other three is just obviously the total number of seasons. Yeah. Like, it was 18 seasons. I mean, it was 14 seasons for the 81 through 94 um, 49ers as well. But, the, like, the 18 seasons while winning 13 uh, well, while appearing in 13 conference championships, the, like those numbers just put everything, those other three teams, uh, it dwarfs those other three teams. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, 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 it's almost you're comparing apples and oranges, I think, if you're trying to go, okay, which is the more impressive dynasty, this one who's done it for five years or this one who's done it for 18 years? Right, you know, right, like it's really yeah. hard to draw comparisons. I guess where I go, okay, wh- what. Which team at their peak have I been most impressed by? And the weird thing about the Patriots, because it's going to be the Patriots and the Chiefs that get compared, because they kind of semi-overlap the same era. At least they butt up against each other. You know, because the the Steelers of the 70s, it was a completely different NFL back then. The Niners, you know, that dynasty ended in, in 94. I think the weird thing about the Patriots, Seth, is the most impressive, some of the most impressive versions of the Patriots were ones that didn't even win Super Bowls. Right. You know, like the 2007 Patriots team might be the best team I've ever seen play in my lifetime. They didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so, so like I, like I, I think the most impressive thing about this Chiefs run here that they've had, if we want to call it a dynasty, is that they've been able to win Super Bowls when they're seemingly not even at their best. You know, like this was not a great version of the Chiefs this year. Yeah, which I, I mean, you can say that about the you can say that about New England as well. Sure. Um, and I think that uh, that's the the thing about New England is that when you make it to as many conference championships as you do, and you make the thirteen conference championships in the course of eighteen seasons, you're gonna like some years you're gonna have a better team, but it just doesn't work out. And you don't make the Super Bowl or you lose the Super Bowl. There's going to be other years where everything falls your way. And, like, Belichick was always very open about that. That, like, look, it's really a matter about getting to that Final Four. Like, that's the real challenge is are you good enough to get to that Final Four? And then in, from one year to the next, sometimes the ball is just not going to bounce your way. I See, for me, Sean, the interesting one for me right now with Kansas City is comparing them to the 74 through 79 Steelers. Okay. Because that's one – like – the, the Chiefs can't surpass that Steelers team for another two years. Because the Steelers, the Steelers did it in six seasons. They, went, they won four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So right now, the, the, the Chiefs have, in five seasons, won three Super Bowls. And they might be able to make one more Super Bowl appearance but the, um, because they've gone to four Super Bowls. But the, the Steelers went to four Super Bowls and won all four yeah, of them four and oh, over yeah. the course of six seasons. The Steelers had a 767 regular season win percentage during that time, where the Chiefs right now are at 759. Um, conference championship appearances, all that stuff is just about identical. So they really, like, they can only match what the Steelers did back in the 70s, which, which – Goes to show you how impressive it was with what the Steelers did in the seventies. However, that was before free agency. It was yeah. easier to keep a team together then. So, like in in some respects, this the level of difficulty is higher for the current Chiefs. That that's my big thing is that that's that's why I kind of st- when when I was listing those four dynasties, yeah. I'm almost treating the Steelers like they were operating, you know, like before there was running water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because it was such a it was such a different a different environment to try to you know to keep your team together and things like that. Um, 
that the Chiefs they, – They also may have been using steroids before. That, there's that too. too. There, so there is that. There is yeah. that. And, yeah, no may. Yeah. They were. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Jim Haslett, Jim Haslett uh, said that the reason that they started using steroids on the Bills was because they realized – they found out that all these guys on the Steelers were using steroids. Yeah. So whether whether that's true or not, we, who knows, but there's there's that element to it. Dude, it's so impressive, though, looking at these teams. Like, Mike Sando has this chart. I mean, the Patriots, dude. 18 seasons, 18 winning seasons, number one in winning percentage over that time. Can you imagine rooting for a team that goes to the conference championship game 13 times in 18 years? 13 times in 18 years. They seventy two percent of the time they get to the final four of the NFL. They go to nine Super Bowls in eight. Well, one fifty percent of the time they go to the Super Bowl. Seventy two percent of the time conference championship game. Fifty percent of the time they get to the Super Bowl. One out of three years they're winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, boy these uh, boy these Patriot fans who like grew up like in their teens. You know, like they're like they're like elementary school and teens coincided with the advent of this Patriots dynasty. Yeah, they are headed for some lean times, man. They're like, there's a lot of Patriot fans out there who just in the last couple of years have experienced what it's like to be on the other side of this thing. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was all those. They were raising a bunch of little King Joffreys. Yes, it just. Um, I mean, those kids grew up knowing nothing but Patriot success, experiencing championships in all four major sports in that city, and they never knew anything except excellence. And it's um, it's a little bit of a, a rude awakening for them here. Now when they have to try to figure out why is my why is my yeah. baseball owner not even trying to win championships? What is this What's, losing that's going on right now? This I mean, is, the, the damn city hasn't won a championship since 2018. Oh my god! Yeah. Are they okay? Should we check on Boston? Oh my god, that's horrible. We have. I mean, they won two championships in 2018, but still, <laughs> <laughs> they, they won the the Patriots beat the Rams Dude. and the uh, the Red Sox won their World Series in 2018, uh. right? Yeah. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So <laughs> you brought this up earlier. Like, as a Texan fan, we're watching this game last night, and the template for what the Texans are trying to do is San Francisco, right? I mean, they're, you know, D'Amico comes off of that yeah. Kyle Shanahan tree. Like, they're, if, there's a, if there's one of those two teams that they're trying to, trying to mirror – it's San Francisco, which is strange because the, 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 you know, the one team that has the elite-level quarterback is Kansas City. The Texans have an elite-level quarterback. Is there anything about watching San Francisco operate in these situations, Seth, where they're getting knocked out in the playoffs or losing Super Bowls that has any impact on how you view what I, the Texans are trying to do? Okay, I would say the, the two biggest decisions that Kyle Shanahan made that I think faced the most scrutiny, one was obviously the decision not to possess the ball in overtime first, um, or, or it was did possess possession, first. possession to possess, excuse me, yeah. the decision to possess the ball in overtime first, when with the current rules, okay, why not let the other team go first, and then you can, then you know for sure whether you need a field goal or a touchdown, um, or if anything at all. It, so it gives you that control. Shanahan cited uh, analytics and why he made that decision. I kind of, I actually agreed with Romo and what his theory was, which was that the 49ers had just been on the field for a 13-game series on defense, and the, the defense maybe needed a break. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead and get your offense out there first. Um, people were questioning that. I don't know what I don't know what D'Amico Ryan's would have chosen to do there. I don't either. Um, as a defensive coach, I feel like he might have, for non-analytical reasons, just done it for the physiological reasons. Mm-hmm. The other one was. Um, Shanahan not using his timeouts at the end of the first half. Oh yeah, to to get a chance like that's a pretty conservative methodology um, to just go ahead and let Kansas City wind it down when you could be getting a chance to. Um, I'm I'm torn on that because I do think it was putting some pressure on the Chiefs that uh, I don't know if you win that staring can- contest. It is Andy Reid on the other side who's. He's not all that great with the clock management himself at times. But I think that would, would D'Amico have taken – D'Amico has taken timeouts at the end of the half to get an extra possession yeah. this season. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, D'Amico probably would have taken those timeouts. Yeah, he was, he's, he's I, been very aggressive in those situations. I think D'Amico in some respects is – like the perception or the, the fear perhaps is always that a defensive-minded coach is going to be super conservative. I think D'Amico has actually been more aggressive than – many offensive-minded coaches like Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So I think that will serve them well as long as – if the offense can get to the point where the, the 49ers offense is. Obviously, point. yeah. Like you watch that offense, you go, okay, well, that's, that's operating at a different level right An now. An anonymous coach told Mike Sando regarding that, I would have pulled my hamstring calling the defensive timeouts there. <laughs> that's good. Here's what the recap oh, – that was a game management specialist who said that, actually. Okay. Um, This is what the game recap says about Shanahan's decision in overtime. Prior to the game, Shanahan said he and his analytics staff discussed overtime possibilities and decided that with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, it would be best to take the ball first because that would also mean the Niners got the ball third in the event both teams matched points on their opening possessions in overtime because at that point it's sudden death. After each team gets a possession, it's sudden death. That's exactly what I was feeling in overtime. I didn't know this until I read it after the game. But yeah. that's where, with these rules, I'm like, man, it to get the ball 
I feel like the possession, getting the first possession where it's sudden death is a premium yeah. item. You know, especially in a game where the two teams have started to get their legs under them offensively. Yeah. They didn't. You're saying the first possession and the third possession, which is the first time that it's sudden it's death. It's sudden yeah. death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because both those teams, boy, after the, the botched punt return, the punters never saw the field again after that for yeah. either team. You know, so both yeah, teams were moving the ball. Mode. Yeah, yeah, teams that just, they were moving the ball. They were kicking field goals or scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I like, honestly, from my perspective, just as a defensive player, a 12 play drive takes it out of you. And especially when it's at the end of the game, I just thought physiologically you got to factor that in there. It's funny because one of the uh, one of the anonymous coaches that talks to Mike Sando for the Athletics says Kyle not having a dedicated game strategist on staff screwed him. I just I find that funny because like no they they did weigh analytics into this for that. Like these, yeah, they looked at it during these, the week. These damn guys act like there's only one uh, like one version of an analytical theory or or, or what have you that can. It can actually make sense. I will say I do think that for D'Amico's rookie season, there were startlingly few game management errors. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there were there were few game management errors, even from a veteran coach's standard. That they really they nailed it down in terms of just getting. I think they're I think they're getting input from the right people. I think when D'Amico makes a decision like that, he's got the right people in place to advise him. Um, I think it actually – D'Amico has turned being a defensive coach into an offensive advantage by him having the ability to focus on on what's going on in the game at large instead of dialing up the next offensive play. Um, I've got bad news for the texter that thinks that it's a lock that the Texans are going to play the Chiefs in the yeah. Thursday night season opener next year. I'm looking at the Chiefs' list of home opponents this coming season. And the Texans are, you know, they're they're certainly higher up the board than they would have been a year ago. Obviously, um, I we forget they're in the same division with the Chargers. You don't think the NFL is going to want Jim Harbaugh's re-debut on Thursday Night Football? Uh, so I would say the Chargers are a sexier opponent for the Chiefs for TV purposes. I think the Texans are a better team than the Chargers, but for TV purposes, which is what this yeah. is about, um, Jim Harbaugh. His first game as Chargers head coach against the Super Bowl champions. That has cachet. They also play the Baltimore Ravens. So a rematch of the AFC title game involving the Super Bowl MVP against the league MVP from this season. Probably has more cachet. Hell, they got the Bengals at home this year. The return of Joe Burrow. And the you know and the Chiefs and the Bengals have a little something going between the two of them. They've faced off in really important games the last few years. Yeah, I would say the Texans are, are probably at best fourth on the list. Uh, to get that first game of the season. I mean, they won't get it. Well, I'm the, just saying as far as cachet goes. The the Bengals especially just because of that. I mean, they, they were calling it Burrowhead Stadium for a while. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, there's genu- I think there's genuine love lost between those two franchises. Look, in this era where these damn guys are doing doing each other's podcasts and loving each other all over the place, uh, like a, a little bit of genuine hatred could be nice. So, yeah, I would say just give me give me the genuine hatred for each other. Uh, between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Please, give me that. They also play the Chiefs at San Francisco this coming season. How about that? It's a pretty sporty schedule right there. Wait, who plays the Chiefs? Chiefs at, the Chiefs play the Chiefs at San Francisco. The, they play okay, at gotcha. the 40. I'm just throwing that yeah. in there. They play at the 49ers uh, this year. Um, so they've got some – that's what happens. You win the division, you get harder opponents in those variable games. So that's what happens. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Reaction Monday. Super Bowl in the books. 
Um, let's go back to Radio Row. C.J. Stroud, I would say, was one of the stars of Radio Row this week. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. He was on a lot of shows, saying a lot of cool things. The best of C.J. Stroud from Radio Row this past week. We relive the magic next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 